Hello and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm here today with Chelsea Stark. Hi. <laughs> Allegra Herb. Yeah, sorry, Allegra. You thought that eye contact meant something? <laughs> it no. meant nothing. <laughs> and Ashley O, who I can't make eye contact with. She is at my side, which is very unfortunate for me because I love to gaze upon her. We're going to start things off again with a lightning round. And of course, if you want to tweet lightning round questions at us, you can tweet them hashtag Polygon Show and we will see them. Our first question of the day is from Sukurimi. It is, are there any bands that you guys first discovered through video games? For example, I first heard Violent Femme in Tony Hawk's Underground 2, The Fall of Tony. Oh, wait, sorry. The, wow. <laughs> Fall of Troy. I can't read. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. We're going <laughs> to. No, no. In a game. The rise of Tony Jr. We're going to have a little talk about punctuation in tweets. <laughs> For example, I first heard Violent Femme in Tony Hawk's Underground 2, comma, space, the fall of Troy in Guitar Hero 3, and Django Reinhardt in Bioshock. What about y'alls? <laughs> um... <laughs> I'll let you guys like work that out for yourselves. Oh my god. You okay, okay there? No, but I can't focus on anything except for like, the E Hollywood special sequel of his franchise, The Fall of Tony. It's such a good title. So you read that, you're like, Tony Hawk's underground too, the fall of Tony. <laughs> what is what is gonna be Tony Hawk's fall? Is it gonna be hubris? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely not a literal it. fall. It's it's not yeah. like a, a 960 fall where he crashes into the ground. 960, that's too extreme. So uh, I'm going to start with the fact, the admission that so many bands that I like, I found through trailers for Ubisoft games. Oh. Or even more specifically, songs that I like. However, I cannot name any bands because I can't remember their names, except for, of course, the uh, greatest rock band of all time, U2. That's the only band you know. Started in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> a little country called Ireland. Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, please take it away from me right now. So I was really into rock band, as in the game, also rock bands, plural, mm -hmm. uh, and Guitar Hero. And I'm trying to think, like, I found a lot of songs I really liked by bands I already liked, like My Name is Jonas by Weezer. Like, that's why I love that song so much. Um, but I think the biggest or the band that I love the most that I found through Rock Band was like Bikini Kill because they had Rebel yeah. Girl in Rock Band 2. And that song is so good. And then I got really into like Riot Girl and stuff. So that was actually like pretty formative. Um, and yeah, I definitely just like loved listening to soundtracks in a lot of games mm -hmm. and skating, skateboard games, skateboard games, have skateboard games, <laughs> skateboard games have really good soundtracks in general. They yeah. really do. Fall of Tony has a very good soundtrack. <laughs> this is going to kill me. Oh my God. Chelsea, what about you? Uh, I think I, I did. I remember discovering, uh, the Swedish punk band Mill and Colin from a Tony Hawk soundtrack because they had the song on. Uh, one or two called No Cigar, which is super good. Um, and also because um, Harmonix used to feature them in all of their games, I discovered Freeze Pop back oh, when yeah. they put them in every single game of theirs. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley, do you have <laughs> any? We're, it's Cough Corner over here. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, speaking of Tony Hawk, Goldfinger. Mm. We are speaking of Tony Hawk. I love that song that so much. That is such a good song. Yes. <laughs> 
Next question. This is from Kurt Bongoget. What's your proudest video game achievement? For me, it's probably beating Through the Fire and the Flames oh. on Expert. Hell yeah. Oh Very God. good job. Oh, that's nice. a, yeah, that's awesome. Allegra, do you have one? Oof. Beating any video game ever? Let's make, let's make this legitimate lightning round style. Like you, I, I'm going to say, proudest video game achievement. You shout it back at me. Okay, literally finishing a video finishing game. Finishing a video game. Chelsea. Um, because he inspired me about thinking about rock band, I'm going to say Green Grass and High Tides, playing that on hard on drums. That's hard. Oh. <laughs> Ashley. Um, <clears throat> there's an achievement for Overwatch where you can, you do a headshot as Widowmaker while you're moving in the air. Uh, uh mine is getting the platinum trophy on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Next question. Uh, no scope. Ah, no scope radio. I've been fucking reading it wrong for weeks. Sorry. So this is a person who has tweeted <laughs> at us before and we're just, I think that they capitalized part of their name so that I would pronounce it correctly. No scope radio, uh, says apparently we're supposed to pronounce dragon fighter Z as dragon ball or dragon ball fighter Z as dragon ball fighters. What else should come with a silent Z? So dragon ball fighters, the game, uh, they have fighters with a capital Z on the end. Why, why, why? Anyway, it's not pronounced Dragon Ball Fighter Z now. What other game should come with a silent Z? I think literally anything, anything that ends in S, it should just be a Z. Yeah, we should honestly just replace it because I'm then thinking it would be super. For some reason, Little radical. Big Planet with a Z on the end would seem really. <laughs> just a silent Z. The silent Z. Yeah. Silent, maybe Z on the beginning of Little Big Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Little Big I, Planet. For some reason, I was thinking all words and I was just like, what if we just pronounced it Ebra? <laughs> <laughs> All words. Oh no, no, no pronounced Z's now. No Z's. Oh, civilization. Ooh. Oh my god, Wait. that's good. With the Z with the middle Z or a Z on the end? It's at the end. Civilization. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, No Scope Radio, for how much I've been butchering your Twitter name for weeks and weeks and weeks. Next question. This is from J Blue Tenor. What video game character would you want to be tied to in a three-legged race? Who would you definitely not want to be tied to? I'd go with Master Chief because I can just cling to his big strong leg and let him do all the running. Very good answer. Chelsea, who would you want to be tied to? Well, I know I would not want to be tied to Helix. Helix from Arms. Helix from Arms, that rubbery. He could stretch so far but he you would win the three-legged race yeah chelsea you would have to like touch his body yeah and rub against his like slippery oozy skin that's the best thing to rub against <laughs> no <laughs> it's about okay it's about the metal you do what you need to do to get that three-legged race metal i want to be tied to diva so again like i could just hop on the back of diva's mech you think they'd let her bring her mech in the three-legged race yes what Crap three-legged racing league are you competing in? Master Chief's in there. He's wearing his power armor. That's different. It's not a whole... Is it a whole robot? I mean, it's a mech suit. Yeah. Uh. Still a, a man in a mech. The mech is like oh, no, three no. times Diva's size. Yeah. That's illegal. He, yeah, Master Chief is not a mech. Let's be clear before people yeah. add us. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but he has a powerful mechanical suit. Like, who would you be tied to? Sonic. Fuck. But dude, his legs move too fast. You would <laughs> die. You can drag me. I don't know. You care. would be ragdolling around. I would love to die by Sonic the Hedgehog's side, and you know oh it. Oh my god, this is so terrible. To die by Sonic's side is such a heavenly way to die. That is how I want to die. 
Do you do you have a feeling like you've just kind of foreseen your own death in this moment? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Ashley, who would you be tied to? Ditto the Pokemon. It would be pretty easy. He has no. He just is like a. He's like a little blob. He can just change into whatever shape is the easiest. What if he changed into you and it was two Ashley? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. Because I feel like no. I just would tell him to not do that. <laughs> How well would two Ashleys do? <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I I of course like to think that I would win a three legged race were I tied to myself. Oh God, who would I be tied to? I don't. I'm, I feel I'm, like it'd be Jacob Fry. Like canonically, I'm trying not to say. My, literally, all my mind is doing right now is just blaring sirens. Jacob Fry. Jacob Fry. Jacob Fry. His thick, beautiful thighs. It, maybe with the okay. No, if the if <laughs> Master Chief or if Diva's outlawed, then his uh, zip line would probably be outlawed too. I'm trying to diversify my portfolio. Chelsea, what other video games have I ever played in my life? Because I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> you could be on Sackboy's leg. <gasps> He's so small, though. That's He's, fine. What if, am I big? And is he small? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? And then it would basically just be you, and he's like, it's basically the Sonic okay, leg. Yeah. And then I would be winning because I would really just be using the two legs. Mm-hmm. Who would you not want to be tied to, Allegra? Uh, God, probably someone really slow. I mean, like, really slow. thanks for that revolutionary like, oh, okay. fucking okay. advice. Okay. <laughs> slow? I'm thinking a race? Probably a slow person? Okay. A babam. A babam? I don't know how to pronounce them. Because they oh. would explode. Oh, yeah. Whenever you hit the finish line, it would blow up. Mm-hmm. And Okay, both these scenarios have you dying. We're going to talk about <laughs> this after the show. Chelsea, you already answered who you don't want to be tied to. Yeah. No. Ashley. Yoshi. His well, leg is too stubby. Yeah, that's and fair. like his shape, it doesn't. It's not conducive to my <laughs> being tied with oh, my yeah. leg because he has a different gait. Yeah, because like his waddling. legs are like they're they're legs, and then there's just this curve, this giant arc that is Yoshi's body. <laughs> what are you doing, Simone? I'm walking like I imagine Yoshi walks, and I kind of got caught up in wait, it, wait, and I didn't realize that? I was doing it. I feel says, like his arms are a little you, out. You're walking like, like you're in VR right now. Like this is how you would control your hands. <laughs> Obviously. Next question. <sighs> Mundane Salad asks, is there a game you've never played but you think has interesting lore or memes? For me, uh, for lore, it's Skyrim. And for memes, it's Dark Souls. Uh, lore, Overwatch. Memes. Probably also Overwatch. I can't think of good Hell memes yeah. right now. It's but yeah, best memes for me for memes, me memes, 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 memes. You can't say that. Everything that Adam posts, Adam Musa from Eater about Super Mario Odyssey, he has oh. a niche gay video game memes so moment good. on Twitter, and it is incomprehensible and beautiful. Oh. And there's lots of like shirtless Mario in it, and I those memes. Chelsea. Oh, man. Yeah, because I only played, I played Skyrim much later, so I would say that for memes because I didn't play it at the time. And I was like, why is everyone talking about arrows to the knee? Oh, 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 that one sure aged well. Everyone still laughs at that. And Bloodborne for like, wish you could play for lore. Mm, Yeah, Mm. Mm, that sweet lore. I was going to say actually lore Dark Souls because I feel like it's very rich and you like kind of really have to like dig for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Memes? Memes. 
uh, as a social media a manager, I imagine you're overwhelmed. Memes, memes? cuz I've never played Mass Effect. Meme effect. Mass memes. Me- no. No. Matt meme effect and draw um No. I and draw meme da. Mass effect and draw, draw meme da. No. Yes. How meme effect. Meme effect. Andromeda. Andromeda. Fuck it. Let's Goodbye. move on. Allegra's experiencing the meme effect right now. <laughs> All right. One more question here, and then we'll talk about what we're doing this uh, week. And I'm going to make it super fast. This is from Henry T. Casey, my buddy. Uh, now that it's coming back, if you each owned XFL teams, what would they be called? Uh, the XFL is an even dumber version of the NFL. Thank you for clarifying that, because I actually have no idea what it is. And honestly, I still don't. It's- the extreme football league. What do they like? Do Vince? they wear spring shoes? I don't remember how it's extreme, but it's Vince McMahon runs it. Do they tie so their legs together? Extreme, but <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I think it's just like more tackling and hurting. But you got that have... sounds bad. That but, sounds like the thing that football doesn't need. More. I don't. Tackling? It's just even more tackling. What I do not know. I'm talking more I, tackles. The only thing I know it is is run by Vince McMahon, owner of the WWE. So yeah. it's it's he That's loves all I know too. tackling. But, he loves it when Whatever. big men collide and take each other down. All right. Oh. Uh, wow. Okay. So, what is the question? Each uh, own XFL teams want to be called. I honestly don't think we can answer this because I don't know what regular XFL teams are called. Think- nor do I know what regular football teams just are called. Make one up. No, it's you're just going to pick a city. Yeah, make up. You pick city. a city and um. then pick an extreme thing that goes after it. The Seattle, uh, Seattle thunder fart noises. Yeah, fart noises. Seattle. How about the Seattle thunder farts? There you go. This is extremely. mm, I don't know about this, Chelsea. Does anyone else have one, or am I gonna just segue us so quickly out of here? The San Diego uh, Doritos and uh, Mountain Dew combos. Tony Hawk after the fall. <laughs> the San Diego Tony Hawk after the fall. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you'll never get over that. Let's talk about what we're up to this week. Oh. All right, Chelsea. So before we started the show, mm-hmm. you were not in the office today because you were racing here in a car, in a cab at the last minute because you just finished reviewing Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, man. And I can tell you about it because the review embargo is up. We're a little late. Sorry. It'll be on the website soon. Um, But Monster Hunter World is an incredibly hard, um, fantastic, rewarding game where you have to hunt monsters. There are, I know that sounds silly and reductive, (laughs) but you're fighting gigantic, like crazy, like weird, creative beasts all over this, like these varied, colorful worlds. I know, sorry, you fight like things that like, giant birds that puke poison all over you and like yeah um and this giant the the ratabound which is a giant like kind of looks like a turtle without a shell like a big lizardy guy but he's covered in spike armor all over and you have to beat his spike armor off and like so i had never seen a monster hunter game before yes. because again i'm a giant baby uh can i describe to you what i experienced when i oh my god was oh you're watching it today yeah so I was like, okay, this is a beautiful lush jungle. This is gorgeous. Here's a beautiful waterscape with Parasaurolophus style monsters drinking water peacefully. Mm-hmm. And then there's this huge fucking lizard thing that mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. literally eats one of the Parasaurolophus's whole, like yes. is gobbling it down like that video of a pelican eating a pigeon, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I feel kind of nauseous oh, yeah. when I think about it. Uh, eats it whole, becomes 
huge and rotund and starts rolling around. And then you fight it for like half an hour and you cut its bits off. And it's the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, you can cut their you can cut their bits and off. And then you, you go back to this peaceful hub world where cats cook you dinner. Oh. Cats cook you dinner. It's the perfect game, I say, never having played it in my life. And not to mention the pieces that you cut off from that thing, you make sweet armor based on every single monster. Yes. And every armor set that look like is inspired by the monster looks like them and it has elements of them and they're really cool. I love that. Yes. I love that. So this comes out tomorrow. Yes, this comes out tomorrow on PS4 and Xbox One and is coming to PC later this year. We've talked only positive things about it so far, which makes sense for me because my impressions were extremely good, having only seen an hour of it. Is there a negative side to your review? I mean, uh, it is a hard game. Mm-hmm. It is like in that it, in that it, you need to put time into like learning how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the game necessarily it teaches you a lot more than previous entries did, but you still got to do some time, like spend some time on wikis and like learning stuff. Uh, so it is a hard game. I'm not going to say it's not, but hard games are sometimes rewarding. And there's also like a good, sweet loot grind loop for people who love that stuff. I heard it's an easier entry point than previous Monster Hunter games. Confirm or deny? Confirm. Totally. Confirm. I tried to play for you. I'm sorry. It scared me. I know. <laughs> I tried to play Monster Hunter for you on the 3DS, and I was like, I'm not into this. It's like, that sounds like a dating sim. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, <laughs> yeah. for you, Simone, I tried to play Monster Hunter, and I was not It's all it. I wanted from Chelsea was her to, for her to play Monster Hunter on the DS, and she failed me. Well, that's why we're not dating. Mm. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Whole workplace conversation we need to have. Um, <laughs> so I, the other thing that I loved most about seeing this was how detailed the world is. It does that fantasy world thing where it feels very lived in, but also so, so different and kind of lush. It, it, it feels viscerally like someplace that I long to be inside in that way that fantasy worlds sometimes do where you're like, I just want to live in this as long as I can, but it's not real. So I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like one of the things I would like give this credit over is the story is not super strong, but all the characters you meet are really interesting and kind of like fleshed out and fun. And they all have this very distinct style, which is like, it's not like it's it's pre-fire, right? They're not using any, or pre-fire, pre like electricity, pre, yeah. it's somewhat primitive, but also like in this cool stylish way where it's like, oh, you're hunting all the things and like wearing their skins and stuff. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very, But yeah, the, the identity is so tight, like on every piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also you get cute, yeah, you get cute cat friends that you get to dress in clothes. Like That's a whole, like, you're just tossing that out I know, as the biggest non-sequitur in the entire world. I'm sorry for the non-sequitur. <laughs> you customize your cat friend, and then every the armor that you make, uh-huh. you can also make armor for your cat based on every monster you what, kill. Is that just a cosmetic? Nope. They get certain buffs and different weapons that are, like, powered. They have skills that can help you in battle. <laughs> It's very good, Ashley. It's extremely good. And there's multiplayer. You can play with your friends. My question for you was, Mm. you said it's hard. Do you think it's hard in a way that is, uh, that would prevent people from enjoying it? Like, Like Dark Souls, for example, has a reputation of being kind of impenetrable because it's difficult to get started in it. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? 
is Monster Hunter that kind of difficult or is it a kind of difficult where you can kind of grok what it's trying to do? I think some of the on-ramps in this one are easier. Like yeah. that big monster you described is like one of the first monster battles you fight. And I feel like it's much gentler battle than something like Dark Souls would. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it possible to play through this whole game like in multiplayer? Yeah. Or is the campaign solo only? No, you the whole campaign is multiplayer. There's a weird thing where you have to go watch the cutscene, and then your friends can join your party. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like you could just do all the missions with your friends. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which mm-hmm. means I'm just going to let you mm. kill all the <laughs> monsters and I can just reap the rewards. It's okay, girl. I got a big poison hammer. I'll smash them. Wow. Yes. I want to be in your party. Yeah, you come join our party. Hey. I love I this. friends. Do you have anything <laughs> else you want to add about Monster Hunter World? Uh, No. I, 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 I feel like I talked a lot around stupid, like, I was incredibly intimidated. I played this for two days in Japan, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And the first, the end of the first day, I was just like, oh my God, I want to die. And coming back to, because it was so, (laughs) because it was just a lot. It pumps a lot into you. But when I returned to it three months later, having had some experience, I was like really proud of how much I'd gotten better. Yeah. And being like, that's kind of one of the most satisfying things about this game is you're like, oh my God, I've improved. And, like, knowing that you've done that is, like, a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you, you've you played it for a review, which is one of the most horrible things that a person can do <laughs> to a video game? It sucks all the joy out of life. Do you feel like the joy of Monster Hunter World has been sucked out of you? No, totally. I got, not. I mean, no, no, not at all. I got to play with Polygon coworkers. I, Pat, hopped on a game with me over mm-hmm. the weekend and helped me kill this giant T-Rex that mysteriously also has fur. Yeah. Yes! Um, the th- okay, the thing that I liked most about the hour that I watched is how many of the monsters resembled real-life dinosaurs, which actually kind of upset me because, as you know, I'm a dinosaur pacifist and I don't believe in killing with mm-hmm. killing them. I believe in living in harmony with them. However, it was super cool to be like, oh, that's a fucking Ankylosaurus. Yeah, I know, right? That's like... there. There's a couple things. The first thing that threw me is not really a spoiler because you can see pictures of this monster everywhere. It's this big... You're like... Oh, it's got a fox face and it's really puffy and it's got bat wings. And then it becomes like it stretches its neck out and goes at you. And I'm like, uh-huh. fucking kill that thing. Yeah, it's bye. a monster. <laughs> Woo, no way. So uh, yeah. more of that. Yeah. All right. Allegra. This week you finished Devilman Crybaby, which is on Netflix now. It's an, one yes. of the anime that Netflix has developed. But it's been an anime and a manga and an anime and a manga <laughs> since the 1970s. Yeah. Uh, what would you think of it? Uh, I loved it. So yeah, it's like a 10 episode anime. Um, Netflix has like the exclusive streaming rights and it's very dark. It's very, very dark. It's very sad. But I think the biggest takeaway that I've had like watching it is I'm an extremely dark person. (laughs) So basically like the show is kind of like super horrifying. It's about this guy who is exposed. It's this guy Akira and he is exposed to like this seedy demon world by his friend Ryo. Um, And in this picture behind us, like Akira has dark hair and Ryo has light hair. Um, And somehow he ends up becoming like a devil man by like being exposed. Like he's infused with like this extremely powerful demon um and now he has to like help save the world kind of except it's not really like that because the world is just hurtling toward like the apocalypse and so it's like a super dystopian version of like tokyo or wherever it's set wait why Um, is a devil why would a devil want to save the world he's like trying to destroy the other devils and the main thing about akira is like he unlike other demons he's still like human inside okay. so he still like cares about people mm-hmm. he just has and like and he's like supposed powers. to be one of he's a very good 
He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's and a so good fusing him with boy. this extremely powerful demon makes mm-hmm. an extremely powerful good boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a powerfully good boy. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically the whole show just gets like bleaker and bleaker. Um, but I found it funnier and funnier as the apocalypse came closer. So uh, without any spoilers, there's this <laughs> one part when it, like the super apocalyptic thing is about to happen where um, this one kid is like he's become a demon. So basically like all the humans are like starting to become demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one lovable little boy sadly has been overtaken by a demon. And the way we find that out is because he eats a dog. And it's like extremely gruesome. What? And his mom finds him. She's like, what are you doing, Taro? And he's just like, sorry, I was hungry. And I just died. You are extreme. I'm a little concerned. A whole, so we're going to have so many talks after the show today. I had to can keep I- rewinding because I was so fun. Can I come sit over there next to you guys? Yeah, you should. You should probably. Okay, yeah, but there was get away one. From her. Get away from her, Chelsea. <laughs> there was one like legitimately really funny part, I think. Um, so... Like again, peak apocalypse time, and so all the humans are freaking out, trying to prove like they're not demons. Don't kill us! I'm not a demon. So there's one. This one guy is like running across the street, trying to get anyone like save him because he's super naked. He's like trying to get any car to stop. So relatable. Take him Mm -hmm. out of town. Yeah. So he's running, and he's like, "Please stop! I'm not a demon!" And this car hits him. And then he gets up, and he's like, "Okay, other car that's coming my way. I'm not a demon." That car hits him. (laughs) But he gets up again and a tank is rolling. No. Out. And he's like, please stop. I'm not a demon. And the tank just like kind of stares at him and then it opens fire. <laughs> so is it kind of like a, a basically zombie thing uh, where if a demon is inside you, you're fucked? Like you might as well not be human anymore? Yeah. For most people other than Devil Man, yeah. like. If you're a demon, it's just, just like the, all or nothing, man. Such a silly superhero name. Devil but man. I love it. What? Okay. Is that? I know that this is super gory because I think I saw pictures of the splattered animal parts, which was upsetting. Uh, I know that uh, there are nipples that become mouths, mm-hmm. which is a whole different uh, thing. That's no, at all. that's not a great thing. It's just not a good gesture. <laughs> um, <laughs> How is it comparable to the gore in, a, in an anime that I might have seen that I could compare it to for the sake of my being able to tolerate that? Uh, it reminded me a lot of like if you've seen the end of Evangelion, which is like the very, very effed up like feature film ending of Evangelion, yeah. which there's like decapitations and like a lot of blood. Yes. I mean, it's gory. Like it is mm-hmm. definitely gory, but it's also like super horny, which is. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's better or worse. I would say it's hornier than it is violent. But there is a lot of death. There are both nipples and vaginas that eat people. Oh, my God. Another part that was really funny is that there was, like, this couple having sex. And, like, there's just a lot of sex. And the girl turns out to be a demon and her vagina eats the guy. I was like, yes. Go in, literally. (laughs) Yeah, bitch. (laughs) So good. Wow. <laughs> Literally just consumes him whole. And I was like, yeah. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh There's my also God. one episode where Akira wakes up. <laughs> and I guess he was uh, stroking it. Wakes up and there is a huge just stain on the wall. <laughs> I was dying. It was so funny. So it's like, I would find the so horniness like, a little bit. The more great grotesque. thing about your description is that people will know immediately whether or not 
It's mm-hmm. the show for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. No, it's just like, it's like extreme gross out gore. It like for, mm-hmm. it's reveling in it. Totally. That's oh, okay. But it has a lot of heart. Oh, girl, no. girl, it's, heart. It does have so a lot of heart. So that's the crybaby cry part of the title. Yeah, he cries. Mm. He cries a lot. Good. Mm-hmm. What the fuck kind of mental state are you in? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was watching it. I was talking to people, and they were like, God, it just tore me apart, the finale. And I was like, yeah, but it, there were some funny parts. <laughs> like, no, there were not. It's like you. I laughed so much watching that show. Uh, it was great. I love you, Allegra. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over to Ashley. I hope you haven't been drawing what anything that Allegra's been talking about. Okay, you haven't. Thank God. Okay. Oh, that's a relief to me. So this week you watched the first season of Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, is what you're going to say going to cleanse my mind from everything that Allegra just told me? <laughs> I Will don't... Blot out. I can't guarantee the that. Imagery, oh, yeah. Really. But um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> What's that tone? Anyway, what's so that tone? Legion, <laughs> she is very good in the show. Absolutely. What's Legion? Um, Legion is a kind of like an X Men spinoff ish. Uh, as far as I know, the uh, main character who is played by Dan Stevens, who, by the way, this is really fucking weird that I so I saw the first three episodes of Legion on a plane, like a couple years like last year. I don't fucking know. And then, and then. I got really into Downton Abbey and I was like, hey, it's David, which is like absolutely backwards because it's <laughs> Downton Abbey. And it's just like, no, you idiot. It's Matthew. Dan Wally. Stevens has the most I like his face. I could see it anywhere and I would never think he was the same person from day to day. I think he looks like a fish, kind of, but not in a oh, hot way. No. Wow. I'm sorry. Maybe this isn't the place for the my no. Dan Stevens feelings. He's so cute. <laughs> no, he is yes, beautiful. Yeah. Please take it to your Dan Stevens fan. Cast. I'm gonna take She's, it to my Dan Stevens I'll hate blog. Like, <laughs> like you said he looks like a fish, but not in a hot way, because it's 2018 and fish are hot. <laughs> yeah, Bitch, no. you know I'm gonna fish. talk about shape of water after yeah. this, and I'm gonna talk fish about man. the hot fish man, and uh. it's very different. Sorry, continue telling me about uh that that fellow the who I have nothing um, against. He He's fine. I'm sure that he's a lovely human being inside. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. It's really too real. As, 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 as far as I, as, as far as I know, or what I understand of it from our brief write ups about it, that mm-hmm. I think uh, that main character is supposed to be Charles Xavier's grandson, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tune in for it's, our Legion spoiler. Well, there's cast. only one season out, you know, yeah. and then there's like a flash of like we are like you're, a year late gonna, on it. So yes, it. I, I think most people have seen it by now. Um, but it's pretty different. Um, it's cleansed my mind of the travesty that was X Men Apocalypse, which was Ugh. probably one of the worst movies in existence. I think I have like never. I I like never walk out of a movie like oh I hated that. It's like. There was something good about it, but that one I legitimately was like, I want my money back. I hated that movie. Anyway, this is nothing like that. This is pretty good. Um, It's interesting because all of the episodes are about an hour long and they kind of borrow from the same uh, like TV slash cinema-esque thing like Mad Men or Breaking Bad, for example. And they kind of put a lot more stock into 
like production and like different just interesting ways of doing camera work and transitioning and just storytelling is very different than like any X-Men like movie or thing I've seen. Because it's very surreal and it does a lot of like in the head yeah. surreality. It, do, it does a lot of like mind trick type of things, mm-hmm. which is obvious since he's telepathic. Yeah. Telekinetic. I wanna, can you compare both. it to, because you no. played, um, what's that game that's very much about the sound? It's a horror game. The Celtic. Perception? No, 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 no. no. Hellblade. Hellblade. You played Hellblade oh, and that plays yes. a lot with Perception. Mm-hmm. Perception, which is a totally different game. Perception. It's a game. Yes. And how that affects how you as a player view the world because it's how the character sees the world. Yeah. Is it similar to it's that? It's very much exactly like that. Yeah. And then you kind of catch on to that and... I feel like, you know, there are some like slightly predictable things and some other things where you're just like, what? It's really great. I mean, if you kind of like um, some of the scenes, say, in like Eternal Sunshine, where you're like really delving into someone's mm-hmm. memory, like their living memory. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, I think it does a pretty. Where did you watch it? On Hulu. On Hulu. All right. I'm watching it. It's Yay. on Hulu. Um, it's, I feel like. <laughs> In the beginning, you might be a little bit disarmed at like it it can get like a little weird and you're just like, what, what, what am I, what am I watching this? And then like the the feeling I had was when I started, I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. I know the story. Yep. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And then it kept going on and I was like, this is not what I thought it was. I don't know anything. Sorry, David. And then, and then uh, now Matthew. So when I saw it again, I was like, oh, it's Matthew. Matthew. Now you're back with your fake American accent. I thought he was American. Then I saw Down Abbey. He's not American. Dan Stevens is just very wonderful and talented and beautiful. Yes, I believe you. Something else unexpected happened to you this week, which is? Which is, yes. Um, This is where, as you all know, I am still playing Destiny 2. (laughs) I'm literally writing an op-ed about why I'm still playing, so don't ask me. I will tell you later. (laughs) Um, It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Um, But besides playing Destiny, specifically Crucible, the PvP, which, by the way, since... I won't stop pounding the table. Since Destiny... Since I started playing Destiny, like, no fucking way would I ever want to play Crucible. It is so stressful. It is, like, so fast. And just, like, you just get gunned down before you even know what's going on. And it's just, Mm -hmm. like... And so, like, I really took to the PVE stuff and kind of did a lot of solo stuff because I just liked doing that rather than just being pitted against yeah. a bunch of people. Um, I don't know. I think a couple things clicked for me. One, I got, I think, the right weapons. Sometimes you just, like, will get the weapon where the second you use it, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is what I'm going to use for everything. <laughs> and then I did. And then I was like, well, maybe because you have to try out Crucible for your weekly milestones. And then so I was like, fuck it. I'll just test it in Crucible. And then I was like, wait, wait. which is the weapon that Hold made that change your life? Uh, origin story. It is an auto rifle. It is beautiful and available on Bungie game called Destiny 2 server dot net. That's my favorite meme from a game I haven't played. There was one about like names of Destiny guns. Ooh, it was really? Just a bunch of fake names of Destiny guns, and Dude, they were all so good. We I've... have that quiz on our website. Wait, what? Oh, wait, was that on Polygon? We have a quiz that's like, is this a Destiny weapon or a Swedish metal band? That's it. That oh, was it. Right. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard, and it's I lost hard. it. Absolutely. It's really I'm funny. putting that in the show notes. That's very good. I actually, Russ cool. thought of um, a gun name for me after he found out that I soloed 
all of destiny. He was like, oh, he joked around. I kind of wish he actually said it. He was like, oh man, like the people at Bungie were like, oh, that's so sad. And then he was like, yeah, they're going to name a gun after you called a thousand tears. And I'm like, that's badass. Yeah, that's a great gun name. Or like it was either he said that like they cried a thousand tears. And then I think I was like, oh my God, make that the name. One thousand tears. One thousand tears. What kind of rifle would that be? Auto. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, I just went off the off the rails. Yeah, I don't know what happened exactly that suddenly I became better and like less. You have origin story now. Stressed because like I played it a couple months ago and like I had to rip my headset out because I was screaming so much because it was scaring me so much. And now I'm just sitting here picking off people, enjoying it. But it's funny because when you get blown up, like it's not like Overwatch. Like if I get killed in Overwatch, oh no. (laughs) But like in Destiny, like I get killed and they all kind of make these funny noises like That's so so you. And they're they're like bodies just ragdoll through the air. And then sometimes like I'll round a corner and someone will blast me in the face with a rocket launcher. I'll go (laughs) flying. And then I think I literally put the controller down. And you know that Oprah gif where she just kind of puts her hands. I'm like, what can you do? (laughs) Like I think of that gif like every time I get killed in Crucible. I'm like, "Mm, what can you do? You know. Um, it's just, in, I think once I've accepted, like, it doesn't matter and it's ridiculous. I Life is hell. Stress. And I'm going to play Crucible. Mm. And yeah. Stress relief. I don't know why okay. it's stress relief now, but it is. I'm That's really nice. happy for you that you found something that works. And you're, of course, you're, you're there with origin story. <laughs> Let's take a minute to talk about Mattress Firm. Chelsea, what do you do to fall asleep? Um, what helps you fall asleep? Oh, I I will sometimes put a very soothing NPR podcast on. Oh my god, you are literally one of those people who listens to podcasts to fall asleep. Yeah, you get I I love ninety nine percent invisible, and I will listen to it normally, but I'll also listen to that because Roman Mars's voice is like super soothing. Oh, so soothing. And you're talking you about don't listen to our show to help you fall asleep. No, that would be a like high energy wake up kind of show. There is another way that you can improve your sleep, and it's by sleeping in a in a comfortable place. Really? Called a comfortable mattress. What? From Mattress Firm. This is crazy. Mattress Firm is America's neighborhood mattress store, and they let you stretch your budget further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. They have the whole package that lets you transform your mattress from a simple mattress elegant in its own way, but just a mattress, into a bed. A glorious bed where you will spend hours luxuriating. They have adjustable bases, they have sheets, they have headboards and bedroom decor. They have you covered, literally and figuratively. Ooh. Ooh! <laughs> so you can you can check out mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now immediately now and they even offer you a 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection and 120 night low price guarantee so that you know know you paid the right and perfect price and as a a managing editor i think that you you require perfection i require perfection and i also am really tired yeah you need to sleep you need to lie down what if you could have the perfect night's sleep yes i want that right now so we have those things let's just do it Okay. Let's just go to sleep right now. You can before we go to sleep, we're gonna go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast 
to learn how our sleeping could be monumentally improved. Um, oh, but first we have to finish the Polygon show. Oh, but I'm so tired. All right. Again, that's mattressfirm.com slash podcast. Thanks, Mattress Firm, for sponsoring this episode of The Polygon Show. Now, do you want to open the floor up to the other thing that we did this week? That I was doing so well, you guys. <laughs> you and I did something else. <laughs> it was watching The Shape Wait, of Water. Was, we didn't do oh. that together. We did it separately. Um <laughs> I feel like we're trying to like That's cover. That's called being a fucking professional, thought, Allegra. It sounds like you're trying to cover up this like elaborate affair. Like we were separate. We you know, did we definitely were together at this when we watched. Why would we ever watch Guillermo movie? del Toro's most recent <laughs> film? What? I bet I bet Ashley doesn't even know what it's about I, and can't explain no. it to me to our audience so right confused. now. Wait, did you watch it together? We didn't. No. <laughs> Here's a great story, actually, is I did watch it with Maureen, who works at the front desk, Mm -hmm. and I've been calling it Fish Dick for weeks. Like, I have to get that Fish Dick. I have to watch Fish Dick. And I messaged her on Slack, and I was like, hey, Friday, do you want want some Fish Dick? And then I realized that she hadn't been part of that conversation. She was like, what's Fish Dick? I was like, no! Kind of sounds uh, like fish stick. Sweet Marine. <laughs> going to HR immediately. She, We did clarify the misunderstanding, though. Everything's fine now. I'm really good at communicating. Ashley, tell us what The Shape of Water is about, because it is actually about fish stick. I've already done it. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh. what? <laughs> you've already done what? You already said fish stick again. Oh, oh, I thought you meant you've already done a fish stick. Okay, sorry. This segment is a disaster, and I'm going to blame you. <laughs> Why are we live? Oh, no. Oh, God. This has never happened before. Tell us what uh, the Yes, what, what, is, what is it about? Uh, without, uh, God, spoiling it. Uh, the main character, um, she's mute. She uh, works as a cleaning lady in this, like, top secret government facility lab thing. And, you know, one day she discovers the fish man. I, I will say fish man. He is a man, not, yeah. Okay, uh, the the fish man, and then she kind of goes up to him. She's just curious, and she finds that you know he's not like this horrible monster. And she gets like really curious, and then they both get curious about each other, and then they become friends. And then she like low key like hangs out with him, and then but guess what? Uh, they all want to. They being the government, the government wants to uh, get rid of said fish man, and she is very upset. And it's just like a very beautiful look at. Just honestly, like even looking at their relationship alone was like one of the mm-hmm. most marvelous things of like showing the ability for a relationship to evolve without. I mean, like, they are communicating to some degree with sign language. Without any common language to begin with. Right. And, like, they're from, they're different species, obviously. But they manage to kind of tap into this more universal curiosity and empathy for another living being. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this this movie um, really showed that in a fantastic way. I openly wept in the theater. Oh, Yeah, when it rolled, we were all just kind of, like, very quiet. For a moment, there was like a moment of silence. We we're like, oh, that's so it had a, okay. I'm not going to say anything about the ending, but I will say the music was so good. The music was mm-hmm. good. I the it. this is like aesthetically my shit. Yeah. It's 1950s esque. Yeah. yeah, it's 1950s, I think, or 60s, and it is 
the colors in every single mm. shot are so vivid and detailed and layered and the environments are so lived in and layered. I mean, that's that's fucking Guillermo del Toro's shit. Yeah. Though. Like, that's it's his jam. I feel like he's like so, like, this is the epitome of him. And I know he's been, Susanna wrote about it actually uh, for polygon.com, uh, that he's been trying to get this made for a long time. And mm. I can see why, because it's a very strange, like, gentle but also violent fairy tale and a romance uh which is i think is implied in the trailer so i hope i'm not spoiling anything there but there is obviously a romance between sally hawkins and the fish man um, i i've i'm the only one at the table who i guess has not seen that fish dick so oh you don't God, see the fish you dick. don't yeah, you so, no, no, no. <laughs> but i mean i haven't seen the movie so i'm saying you're not spoiling anything for me i feel like this is stuff i've gleaned from online as well okay Cool. I felt know. like after watching Shape of Water, I noticed how, so I haven't really seen a lot of um, his other movies. Mm-hmm. The only one that I really remember prominently is Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and so like I thought about Pan's Labyrinth and this movie and they are, wow, are they so, you're just like, yes, this is definitely him. Because I think the way he kind of presents, he presents these like stories that are absolutely like heart wrenching, but Somehow there's like this weird element of a fairy tale without it being an actual fairy tale, except in the case of Pan's Labyrinth because yeah, a princess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but this I mean, one he even a, did that with Hellboy, which was like a fantastical but, thing in a different way. Oh yeah, yeah. like they always, he I feel like always manages to kind of illustrate really clearly like the cruelty that that people and things are capable of, and also mm-hmm. just like this kind of childlike whimsy magic. and wonder because the whole world feels so magical because it doesn't look real yeah even though it's recognizable the thing that i loved most about it uh is the romance that's kind of what i went into it with and i know i've, I've been very like glib about it but i love 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 that it builds on this tradition of films where we see women get kidnapped by monsters like going back to Fay Ray and King Kong or Black Lagoon which Del Toro was inspired by or even like Bride of Frankenstein where she if I'm correct gets transformed into a monster and then is with him like we have this cultural history of presenting those relationships in a way where it's kind of like titillating like a woman a human woman and a monster together like that's fucked up for us but also kind of exciting Mm. and it's rarely presented as consensual and in this it's very consensual and I thought it was so cool that it kind of it took that cultural narrative and took it to a place where we're not asking ourselves like oh my god what's what's he gonna do to her and it's more like oh my god what are they gonna do together and they have this beautiful relationship I really really appreciated that yeah they like super normalized female sexuality in a really cool way like even from the get-go right Mm -hmm. like we see like her sort of day-to-day and like she has urges and they don't ignore that so when you get to the stuff with our our fish friend Mm -hmm. it's like it's not the weird salacious titillating climax haha like (laughs) like in those older movies like it's just we understand her to be a sexual being yes exactly and that is part of a relationship Mm-hmm. you know a romantic relationship so yep. uh, yeah I really appreciated like the agency that they gave yeah. her so that shape of water we super like it uh, except for Chelsea who hasn't seen it we are going to go to a very very fast lightning round lightning round number two this is from Justin McCraw do you get gamer guilt the feeling like you could be doing something else quote unquote more productive and how do you tame it 
Mm. Allegra. I get the opposite of that, where if I'm not playing a game, I feel like I should be playing a game. Yeah, we are in a weird situation mm-hmm. where that kind of becomes the deal. Chelsea, yeah. what about you? I I live in New York where where weather happens to be bad a lot, right? That's the only way I can rationalize myself. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cold. Oh, it's raining. Oh, it's snowing. Oh, it's too hot to go outside. Mm-hmm. Play video games. Yes. 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 Same answer. Same I get kind of both because I definitely I get the the guilt of like not playing enough games because I'm I'm not keeping up with what is my job, something mm-hmm. that I enjoy, but it's also my job. But then I also get like, God, I only have so much time yeah. after work. I have to write a fucking book. I want to do all these other things. And it's like, ah, which is why the Nintendo Switch is great. Next question. <laughs> nah. This is from Golden Moose Boy. What's your most feared video game weapon? Mine is the banana from Mario Kart. Easy to use and always a constant threat. Mm. Faith, most feared weapon. When I, I was playing Mario Kart 64 the other week, I've never played it before. <gasps> there were fucking bananas everywhere. <laughs> what was up with that? Why were they there? Yeah. They're everywhere. Because they're common, man. I would say for me, it would be the blue shell from Mario Kart mm-hmm. because it just goes and like if you're in first place, dog, you're dead. Um, I would also say like Hyper Beam or something in Pokemon, which is just like, you know, an extremely mm-hmm. powerful move. And even though it takes like two turns so like the first turn, you're like, oh, shit, they're going to hit me. Mm-hmm. And then you can either mm-hmm. switch your dude out if you got time mm-hmm. or your dude is dead. Ashley. Feared weapon. Origin story in the hands of someone else. A traitor. Chelsea, do you have a feared weapon? Uh, I don't think I have one. Damn. I know. All right, next question. Chelsea's not afraid We're going to do a couple more, then we'll go to our emails. No, we're going to go to our other segment. Anyway, I think of cats. Do you have any what? favorite uh, mini games? I think of cats is the name of the Okay, yeah, I thought you just... Just so you know, guys, I think about cats. Do you have any favorite mini games that you wish became their own bigger games? Ooh. Oh. Mm. Mm. What about that Splatoon 2 rhythm game? That one's good. That one's super good. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of was fucking Gwent from The Witcher 3, and I hate Gwent, and it became its own game. It's it did. Its own game. <laughs> oh my. I can't play it. It's so hard. I realized that I really enjoyed playing poker at Red Dead Redemption 2, which is just fucking poker. That's cool. <laughs> with, with like a Red Dead skin, though. So that's awesome. Yeah, but you make some money. <laughs> just poker. Just fucking I just poker. Really like I just wish poker were its own game. Like I wish it existed. And if if I could play it without a screen, yeah, like with a deck of of paper symbols, yeah, that no, should represent wanna... the poker, like the digital pokers. Yeah, yeah, that'd the, be really cool. The digital pokers. Yeah, the digital pokers. Um, in Pokemon, <laughs> the only game I play. You are. Uh, yeah, there are slots, which, yeah, slots are real, but I like the little Pokemon-themed slots, and then you get little items, and you get coins, and then you could trade in your coins for Pokemon. That would be a really fun like way to get Pokemon in a the game. The slots in Borderlands uh, were also good because they give you guns, but they were also fun to play. Next question. This is from Super Duper. Favorite name you've favorite dumb name you've given to a video game character? Like for naming an original character, I think is yeah. the implication. Probably. Mm-hmm. One time I was playing a Zelda game and I named Link like, well, I say. So it's like every person. <laughs> oh like, no. Well, I say. Go to this dungeon. You brought back a, a bad memory of when I was playing a Wind Waker and I named Link after my favorite um K pop idol. What 
Lujan, which is not funny as a name, but it was funny because he genuinely looked like Lujan. And it was it. And then I took screenshots of he looked like Lincoln Wind Waker. Yes. Because he had blonde hair at the time. (laughs) And he wore a lot of eyeliner and Lincoln Wind Waker looks like he's wearing eyeliner. He does look like he's wearing eyeliner. Yeah. No, I I could show you pictures and you will be stunned and then horrified. And then I will walk away in shame. Ashley, do you have any names before we wrap up our final lightning round? Based on what Allegra said, now I do want to make a character with a name that's I do declare. (laughs) Yes. I do declare. Um, But otherwise, I named my Persona 5 character uh, after uh, Zach Galifianakis' character in this one uh, Tim and Eric sketch. His name is Terry Green from Terry Green's Acting (laughs) for Kids. Did you name him that whole thing? I named him Terry Green and it it was just weird because like then I would be in class. I didn't think it mattered. And the teacher's just like, oh, green sound. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. And they're just like, oh, no, Terry, you need healing. I'm like, oh, shit, Terry. I named my Persona 5 character Jerry, and it sounds Terry. Jerry's so Jerry's a good name. named my Fallout 4 character Pizza. Yeah, I've named a character Ham, and now I can't remember which game it was. (laughs) Ham is such a good name. All right. It's really good. This is our last lightning round for the day. Uh, We are going to go into... The news segment, except it's really not news this week. We're going to continue talking about Doug Jones, who plays the fish man in The Shape of Water. And I want you guys to imagine that you live in this beautiful, beautiful mansion. And you've set the table. Sorry, your servants have set the table for this extraordinary dinner party. There's like a long white tablecloth. There are candles everywhere. And everyone very, very important to you personally that you admire is coming. Um, And you can invite one Doug Jones. No, one Doug Jones character is going to be there. He's just going to be at this dinner party. You didn't invite him. He's just there. Damn it. Do you know he's going to be there? Oh, you know he's going to be there. So we're going to we're going to decide. Which one is going to be? So first, first potential choice. We have the fish man from, or the amphibian man from The Shape of Water. He's not a fish, really. He's an amphibian. He, I think, is elegant. Mm. He's covered in scales. He has a fucking 12-pack. Does he have a name? It's the amphibian man. Mm. I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. Species. All right. He kind of looks like Thane. Well, maybe he does have a name, but we can't hear it because he speaks in like long screams. That's something <laughs> to keep in mind. When your guest, when, when Dane Judy to, Dench does is he like. he needed his tank with him? Can he be outside of the. He can be outside the tank. For a little. Right? For a little while. But eventually he's going to start flopping on the ground and gasping. And it's going to be, you might have to bring a bathtub in. Sorry, mm. your servants might have to bring a bathtub <laughs> in. Servants bring a bathtub Full of, full of like green mold. Oh, specifically, yeah. It's like algae. Yeah, I mean algae is kind of like mold. So he no. he also eats an algae kind of <laughs> substance for dinner. No, he eats cats. <laughs> Wait, is that is this an elf thing or this is real? No, it's unfortunately real. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna need some meat. Is all I'm saying. Mm. All right, let's let's see an, another potential candidate here for our dinner party. Uh, the Angel of Death. So, wow, th- this is Doug Jones dressed up in this beautiful, like, intricate ribcage bone outfit with four sets of wings and a head like uh, one of those mushroom zombies from The Last Clickers. of Us. Clickers. I saw this image first in a Tumblr post about how angels are unknowable and bibli- biblically they were described as like almost impossible to look at in their magnificence and horror. 
And I did not realize until I was looking up images for this segment today that the picture used in that post was a fucking picture from Hellboy 2 (laughs) of Doug Jones. And now I feel like that post was just a big goof on me personally. So I don't know this... I don't want him in my house. No, I don't. Oh, I was gonna say absolutely. He, ah, yeah. beautiful. He probably eats way more than cats. Wait, Just... are his eyes in his wings? He has no eyes. He has no eyes. Okay. He doesn't need eyes. Oh wait, they might be in the wings. There's these like. Is he seeing bold. everything uh, or seeing nothing? Both. And is that okay? Will your guest be uncomfortable? You, I'm uncomfortable. Does he need to kill someone while he's there? Like, no, is that the requirement? No, this is his off time. He's socializing. <laughs> That's true. You know, mm. she just wants to chill. Where's his mouth? Right, There's it's right mouth. there. A gaping sort of square maw. It's, it's like a clenching, in a very upsetting. Teeth. What the thing about this is appealing to me is that he's very tall and elegant. Yeah, you and said I said the last like, one was I, elegant too. Also, I feel like in a this wet one way though would look no. even more elegant. Just picture a martini <laughs> glass in his hand. Yes. Look at that. Beautiful. Standing in front Whoa. of my grand fireplace. Oh, Do I have to like keep waiting or are they only going to get worse? What? Oh, They actually get better and then they get worse. All right. Next one. <laughs> this is the Silver Surfer. Um, Ross has chosen for us uh, a picture of this naked silver man with no genitals sort of sprawled in the dirt. Why does he uh, have no dick? Something that I'm going to s- probably honestly print out and hang on my wall because it's really my aesthetic. Um, I don't know. He has no nipples either. How do we feel about this? Ah! He's smooth, just like Mario. No, Mario has got Mario nipples. Ah! That also has body hair. Mario Facial doesn't have hair. body hair. Yeah, he does. He does. Have, he does have nipples, though. He has which no. Is a good point. That is a good point. That just makes it harder to skate down his skateboard down his torso. <laughs> if you're Tony Hawk. Uh. So this, <laughs> you could definitely slide down. I don't know if that's what you want for a dinner party, though. He'd probably be able to make good conversation. I don't know. You tell me what kind of dinner party it is. Is he going to have to crash the door on his silver surfboard? He brings the surfboard. Wait, is he he okay in this picture? Is he sick? Is he about to die? I I didn't see. He's fine. Are you sure? Because he looks kind of Yeah, he looks like he has a bullet hole in his side and his peck looks deflated. His peck is def- that's a kind of a problem. I can't have a man with a defl- one deflated yeah, peck. Yeah, I'm not into it. At my dinner party. No, this no. is unfortunate. Okay. All right, next one, next picture. Okay, so this is Abe Sapien also from Hellboy. This is another aquatic sort of character uh, with very luscious thick lips and I, I would say even more fish-like than the amphibian man from from the Shape of Water. You get to watch those lips eat. So Mm. You know. Well, and I feel like this is one of the Wait. few that you would be okay with watching <laughs> eat in the movie or no, in your dinner party. Oh, no, you okay. do a dinner party, Chelsea. You watch the lips around you eat. How are you going to avoid that? That is. Do you eat with your lips, Chelsea? Why is that the first thing you think of when you see him? Is like not the conversation or the no. handshake. It's like no, your mouth. It's so luscious. I oh. want to see it in action. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm sweating. Wrap oh your my lips god. around these hors d'oeuvres, man. I am serving a lot of like long. The theme of the dinner party is long food, so I'm gonna have Why bananas. I'm gonna have turkey <laughs> legs. I'm gonna have long, long, long foods, yeah, kebabs, celery stalks. Yeah, a turkey leg like, isn't oh, a long God. food. It's a yes, it is. It, it can I mean, be. It is, I guess, a long food, but it's also like a wide food. Hmm. I'm thinking like a just I a like big it long string wide, of sausage links. Yeah, 
That's another, yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually the appetizer is just like a but I, sort of coiled stack of I them. do remember this character being kind of a genteel uh, smart guy. So, so he's know. eating them very delicately. He's yeah, he's slurping eating, them up in a string. He's eating delicately. He's going to yeah. have good conversation. I feel like I'd be on board with this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for providing a legitimate argument. Uh, next. Oh <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Underhanded. The fawn from Pan's Labyrinth, also played by Doug Jones, oh, really? as are all of these characters. Wait, I feel like there's a Doug Jones specifically Del Toro connection here. There may be a Del Toro connection. He loves that guy. Uh, I mean, the fawn kind of kidnaps children. I do. Look, look, the fawn means well, and actually he is fine, but he always has scared me. He just looks a little scary. Even if he's not a bad guy. He kind of he's he just frightens me. Yeah, but and he can get like really intense, you know, like when he talks to her, he gets like super intense, and then like I get anxious for the girl. I'm like, oh my, please. So you stop think he would like yell at your guests I, in a dinner yeah, party? Yeah, I feel like he'd, he'd get like, really heated about like a specific movie he saw, and then get like, and then I'm just gonna be like, please, please don't. I I just want to eat my. Tort. You're making a scene. My tort. No, there's, no, there's, there's no there's no torts where it's a long long food party. <laughs> My sausage. What about an eclair? My beef jerky. Yeah, eclair no. is definitely eclair. Yes, beef jerky. No, you can have beef jerky. I'm at the, sorry, the long food I was party. thinking slim jims. Slim jims. Yeah. Slim oh. Jims. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about slim jims at your party? I've actually, uh, that's okay. All right. Next. 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 Last one. Oh, he was this guy, too? Yeah, he was that guy, too. Jeez. Amazing. He's the pale man in uh, Pan's Labyrinth as well, who is a sort of very extremely fleshy, naked, with no eyeballs, except when he has them in the palms of his hands. Nope. Sort of a similar, like, almost like Deidara from Naruto, except with eyeballs instead of mouths oh, in his oh, hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so but hot. Are those his eyeballs? Oh, they're his eyeballs. He uses them to see. Do you have to feed him, He though? picks them up. Because um, he has eyeballs. I think he would feed yeah. You wouldn't I, feed him. He would feed upon it, the food. Well, keep in mind, the food. at this part, she ate the food. So for him to not be all up in your shit, you you can't eat anything. Because remember, he Oh, yeah. yeah he oh, got, no. Yes. Yeah. So if he was at your dinner party no one and the guest I mean, touched if, the if food, he would flip out. If you're fasting, maybe it, it could be fine. You're not. <laughs> I didn't make all this long I, food so that we could fast at my dinner well, party. Well, your servants made the food, so you did nothing. That's fair. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm not spending all this money so I can feed this guy. I'm trying to feed Dame Judy Dench, who is also <laughs> attending my dinner party, and she does not like this. She does not like hands eyes man no, no are we no. ready to vote on who we're inviting to our dinner party attended by dame judy dench and uh us and several other luminaries of like who the world stage and screen how dare you put me on the spot like this <laughs> this is a yes and situation. you know i can't think of names ah! <laughs> i don't even remember my friend's names and just have james you know whichever one you want james yeah my horse <laughs> the first one I thought of. That's the one you want. Ernest Hemingway is there. He's dead. But okay, so Chelsea, you, you're voting for Abe Sapien. Yes. I think I'm also voting for him because you said he's genteel. We also had the Silver Surfer, the Angel of... No, I'm changing my vote to Angel of Death. Yeah. Me too. Angel of Death. Abe Sapien. I'm going for Fish Dick. Fish Dick. Mm. Angel of Death. You just called him Fish Friend. That's so much nicer. You almost stabbed fish me friend. with your stylus. Yay! <laughs> kidding. Please don't. No. Thank you. No. All right. That's going to be our show today. If you want emails read on the show, you can email polygonshow at polygon.com. Usually we do an email segment, but we've run a little short on time today. Uh, and if you want to tweet things for us to read during our lightning rounds, you can tweet them to 
hashtag polygon show. Uh, and of course, if you share the show with your friends and rate it on Apple Podcasts, then you do cool things like help more people know about our show. And then they'll also be able to say, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? Just like you are right now. And I think that that's a good experience for all of us. Yeah. All right, everyone. This has been The Polygon Show. <laughs> <laughs>